Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever it is, wherever and whenever you are. Welcome to Smoking and Toasting, show number 37. This is the radio program formerly known as something different that I'm starting to forget now because I've I put that I'm trying to push that memory back this, of the this whole is just a new radio program having to change that the, yeah I think so but we're but we're counting the numbers from the last one we could still we could count it with a slash this is like <laughs> what'd you say number 30 37 37/7 like, yeah something right. like that uh well welcome to the program we have a lot going on and this is the show that is all about uh craft beer fine spirits and hand rolled cigars my name is Cruz my good friend and co-host and snappy dresser uh Ian Barry is here that is a rocking shirt dude I've <laughs> seen you wear that before awesome. and it's like my favorite thing that you wear That's you know the awesome. best part too if you look at the buttons on this shirt yeah. they're actually little tiki idols you know a guy's shirt is cool <laughs> when another yes. guy comments on it because see that's something women do all the time they'll go oh i love that top i right, love that right. oh those shoes are great you know guys never yeah except when it's a shirt like that and you're like dude i just gotta say it's, that it's one of my favorites i wish that was my shirt i love it i love it so that's, yeah it's one of my favorites well uh, i'll have well, to take a picture we'll post that up welcome everybody we have a great show coming up for us uh today because uh Jason from Yellow Rose Distilling is here. Yellow Rose is in uh, Houston, Texas, and they make great whiskeys. So we're going to talk with Jason. We're going to sample whiskeys, and it's going to be... <laughs> these are the kinds of shows that I really love. The Forgive ones- my ignorance. I was only aware of, of one of their whiskeys, and he brought in, I think, five bottles. I do want to mention, yeah. because we talk a lot about Yellow Rose in another context on the show which is my favorite beer of all time, which is Yellow Rose IPA from Lone Pint Brewing Company, which is in Magnolia. Uh, that's completely different, not at all connected with Yellow Rose Distillery. So uh, just they just happen to both have grasped onto this Texas legend of the Yellow Rose. So Stories that wander around and don't actually go anywhere. I was speaking with Mark from Goliad earlier, too. Our he got confused. Mark, I love him. He got confused with that, too. I was like, I'm going, we're going to do our uh, uh, podcast with uh, Yellow Rose Distilling. And he's like, Yellow Rose. And I said, no, no, the distilling, not the beer. He's like, right. oh, yeah. Anyway, I talked to him, and we're uh, talking about getting him back on the show soon. That is really good. I still remember that watermelon ghost that he brought. Oh, that was pretty good. That was some seriously good beer. I love it. Well, speaking of beer, we have uh, great beers on the show today that we will be tasting in a addition to uh, doing some tasting of, I think, a number of the different uh, varieties of uh, whiskey from Yellow Rose. We'll also be tasting uh, the, and I, I'm going to admit, I don't know how it's pronounced. It's either Bakefish or Backfish. They're a brewery uh, that is in Pearland, Texas, so just a little south of where our studio is here. In But I, I looked on the website, couldn't find anything. I guess I should have called them this morning and just see how they answered the phone. I, you know, it, you know? It, it makes me want to say Bakefish. I'm going to go with Bakefish until we're... Um, until, Until we're corrected. corrected, yes. Brewery, please call us and let us know. Bakefish Brewing Company has uh, has made a golden ale called the All Y'all Golden Ale. All Y'all. All so Y'all. We'll get into that. That's coming up. Plus, one that Ian and I have both actually tried, but we wanted to taste uh, formally on the show, and then we couldn't find it anywhere for a while. It is now back in stock, and we have the St. Arnold... Um, uh, pleasantly tart raspberry AF, and we'll get into what that means as well. And then I brought this one in special for you, Ian, because I just thought you would like it. Uh, the Boulevard Brewing Barrel Aged Bourbon Barrel Quad. You know, I love that entire alliteration. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't have to say <laughs> barrel aged bourbon barrel quad, but that is the way it says <laughs> yes. it on the label. And as I was looking at that, I was like, I like saying it that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just it, it kind of uh, emphasizes and magnifies what's going on there. So, uh, so that's going to be really good. Also, wanted to mention we are beginning to work behind the scenes, as if we do anything behind the scenes. Uh, we're beginning to work behind the scenes on 
what I think is going to be I've never heard of another show ever doing this and I think it'll be really interesting we're going to be doing and I don't know yet what show it'll be scheduled for but in the near future we're going to be doing the first ever smoking and toasting blind taste test and we'll be doing light beers so the idea will be for a couple of guys that have you know, tastes that run, you know, I love the IPAs, you like the barley wines and the bourbon barrel quads and, and things like that. And we both enjoy all kinds and styles and flavors A much, you know, let's say stronger beer, like more, more flavorful beer. We're going to take all the light beers that we can get our hands on and just taste test them blind side by side and, and, and try to figure out if it's you or me and we're deciding, okay, for the month of, you know, whatever – I'm going to be like watching my calories and trying to drink like beer. <laughs> what are we going to be happiest with? I think this is a great, nobody's ever, I wish if somebody had done this, I would be all about trying to hear that show or read those results or something, because I think it would be really important to know. That sounds like a good time. So, all right. So we'll, so we'll look forward, forward to, to that. So, and uh, definitely looking forward to Jason from Yellow Rose Distilling coming on the show. We'll uh, bring him in in the second segment here. Uh, it has been uh, like a whirlwind of a week for me so far and doesn't show any signs of slowing down. I have had the chance to, you know, smoke a cigar or two, and I was wondering if you had smoked anything interesting this interesting week. Interesting is definitely the word for yeah. what I had. Um, I sat down the other evening and had a Sindustry from Blackworks uh, uh, cigars. Okay, so this is the second week in a row you've had a very like unusually named cigar, of which I was not already familiar. This uh, is one that a friend of mine gave me. He goes, I- I'm curious to see what you think of this one. Mm. <laughs> which is always a little but, bit of a warning label when well, I get that it, from a friend. It is, but it's also so. nice when you get to the point where you're enough of the cigar guy that you have friends <laughs> that go, here, I thought you might like to try this. <laughs> right? Yay, free cigar. <laughs> so this was from my friend Stan. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, he, he was like, hey, man, have you smoked that? Yeah, I was like, no, but I'll have a little time this evening. So this was a Sindustry, uh, or Blackworks Sindustry. Sindustry? Sindustry, S-I-N-D-U-S-T-R-I. Like okay. industry with an S in front of it. Okay. Um, and... Um, uh, Black Label Cigar Works is a uh, is uh, the, I think the parent company for this. And okay. it's, it's pretty interesting. It's like a, it's like an American fusion cigar kind of idea. They're okay. doing like craft cigars rather than more traditional cigars. Right, right. Um, so this was a Lonsdale, which is a seven by thirty eight ring gauge, seven inches long, thirty eight ring gauge. Comes in at about nine dollars ish. Okay? okay, so not a cheap cigar. Uh, it's a premium cigar. Um, the wrapper is beautiful, like dark chocolatey color um oily toothy kind of wrapper i mean mm-hmm. it just was gorgeous it looked the, the construction was awesome on it uh i had the pre-late draw was a real strong earthy kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh real spicy like you could taste the spice in it before i before even lit, lit the cigar yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> the initial light was holy cow really yeah holy cow um it was a uh, very spicy very peppery um uh, very full flavor with a lot of wood kind of undertones to it as well. Sounds yummy. Yeah, it was it was really good, but it's huge. It's it's it, this is like really I had a San Latano cigar. a while ago that we yeah. talked about. This yeah. makes that look like Fisher Price. <laughs> you know, I mean, this was this was gigantic. Now, and I love the San Latanos. Don't get me wrong, but um, so uh, it was so big. I was drinking a um, I was drinking a uh, Booker's small batch that's a 63% with a little bit of water and a couple cubes of ice, and it made it taste like watered-down Dr. Pepper. You know, like that last sip <laughs> yes. in your I McDonald's exactly what, cup. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? 
So it was that that was much of a flavor bomb. Crazy flavor bomb. Um, so uh, the first third of it uh, turned into white pepper with a little bit of licorice flavor to it. Um, uh, the the uh, the the initial light smoothed out a little bit. Um, uh, I actually went after about halfway through my first uh, my first third. I noticed there was a little bit of maybe even a tea leaf flavor to the back of this. Uh, it was really interesting. And then I decided Sounds to fairly do, complex for something with that much of a. Pow. It was pretty over the top. Yeah. Um, and then I decided to do my whiskey sniff. And of course, the only thing that could even keep up with this. Those of you who don't know my whiskey sniff, that's where I smoke a part of a cigar and then I smell which whiskey is going to go with it. The only thing that could even keep up with it was Lafrague. Oh, yeah. so you went, <laughs> so I went straight you went to Lafrague. That's good. Which, by the way, went with it delicious. It was okay. fantastic. The first third burned beautifully. It was a big, wonderful flavor. Um, the second third of this, uh, my draw was a little tight on this cigar overall. There's the only complaint I can make about the whole thing. But uh, other than that, man, it really, really uh, was awesome. All the way through, the flavor uh, got bigger towards the end, even, uh, but not in a harsh way, you know. And mm-hmm. it really developed and, and and hit its stride in the second third. the the uh, The burn was perfect all the way to the end. I smoked this until um, until it was just a little too strong, which was a couple inches from my finger. So mm. it was a fantastic cigar at nine dollars. I say you're getting everything you want. And uh, and then some for that price, so I'm going to give it about a seven. Wow, on the, on that's the, uh, a price that's, to quality. That's a scale. strong. That's a strong rating for you. Yeah, it was beautiful. Because was beautiful as we uh, like to point out on the price to quality index here on the program, a five means you got what you paid yes. for. Yes. So if you if you're rating something a seven, that means you feel like this was a like go and buy it now. That's a pretty good. Yes, yeah, so it was a great cigar. It's nine bucks, but it may be smoking like a twelve or fifteen dollar right. cigar. But very very strong review. cigar. You got to like big ones fascinating well i had uh, uh an aj fernandez uh cigar this week but i went i went a very different direction from the last several things that i've done i went with a with a mail order cigar uh you and i have both ordered before online from cigars international mm-hmm. and they have their own sort of in-house line called ci legends mm-hmm. and the ci legends they get different cigar legends uh, I think Rocky Patel makes one, and uh, the um, uh, Perdomo guys make one, and Drew Estate makes one, and there's also one from AJ Fernandez. And this is formerly the Olive label. Now it's just the CI Legends AJ Fernandez. AJ Fernandez makes uh, Man of War and Diesel and San Latano, Love which all you mentioned. Those. Um, so I'm expecting a bit of a powerhouse. This was a nicely made, very pretty cigar. Pre-light draw, though, wasn't that strong. It was more creamy, kind of a delicious creamy sort of a thing. And that followed through, by the way, uh, for the smoke itself. Uh, It's a sun-grown Ecuadorian wrapper, Nicaraguan binders and fillers. Again, I'm expecting medium to full. This this came in at a a solid uh, medium, unlike Man of War and Diesel, which in my brain are just solid (laughs) full. Right. Uh, And it was, uh, as far as overall flavors, creamy, much like the uh, pre-light vibe. Um, some pepper and spice, but stays medium-bodied throughout. Some earthiness, uh, but very nice complexity for a, a medium-bodied uh, cigar. I read a review online that construction was bad, and the wrapper was thin and cracked easily, and I hate that. It's one of my cigar pet peeves, but I had no problem at all with this one. Smoked beautifully. Overall, very good, even exceptional for price to quality. I was going to rate it a 7. Uh, it's about a $4 cigar. Although I got an even better price on this one. So at four bucks, nice. it's a seven. All right. So we will be right back with segment number two. And uh, Jason uh, from Yellow Rose Distilling will join us. And we're going to drink us some whiskey. It's smoking and toasting. Good morning, good day. 
Welcome back. Smoking and toasting, and this is show number 37 for those of you who are counting. Uh, I just like to say it so if we're like, it's just so we can kind of keep our crap together. You know, it's, it's like that. It helps us helps us catalog things. Speaking of cataloging things, uh, I wanted to mention this. I, I mentioned that I... Um, uh, my cigar that I uh, smoked this week that I was talking about was one from the mail order uh, place Cigars International. Mm-hmm. And I think I shared this on the show a while back that I've always had, every time I've ever ordered from them, they've always been great. I've always had great customer service. If there was anything, I think one time a, a shipment didn't arrive and they were very helpful, you know, getting it. So I've always had good experiences with them. And a while back I had, uh, you know, a couple of months ago I had ordered something and it was, it was, it was way overdue. So I uh, went on their website and you know filled out the little uh, uh, customer service form feedback and said, "Hey uh, guys, what's up? Not used to this from you. Is uh, haven't heard anything. It says on online it just still says processing. Like what's up? No response. And then I went like, "Hey, I'm not used to this from you guys. Right. You're, you're better than this. What's up? You know, it, it was now like three weeks in. I not only didn't have my order." But I hadn't heard anything. No communication. Nothing saying it's out of stock. Nothing like that. Um, anyway, in the in the in the long run, I wound up trying to call them, and just got busy signals. It was very frustrating. It was like I, I wondered if they'd gone out of business. Uh, turned out they hadn't. They had some sort of new crazy, um, you know, system they'd put in place, and it really kind of screwed them up. And uh, so anyway, my order eventually came along with an apology, which was. Um, you know, obviously a mass apology, but I get it. They got to apologize to a lot of people, and it's not like they're United Airlines. They didn't drag me kicking and screaming <laughs> right, off right. of a flight. They just didn't get my cigars to me on time. So then I get this email this week from Cigars International, and it's titled, We're Sorry. And it says, for more than two decades, we've strived to be the leader in price, quality, and service, blah, blah, blah. As you may know, after more than a year of testing and development, we made several enhancements to the technologies designed to serve you better. After the switch, we were met with unexpected issues and bugs resulting in long delays, which you experienced. Today, I'm pleased to say the bulk of these have been resolved, and yada, yada, yada. And here's $50 off your next purchase. What? Yes. That's brilliant. I'll show it to you. It's right there. I printed it out. $50 $50 oh, wow, off my next wow. purchase. So I just wanted to mention That's this because when a company does something, because I'll be the first to complain if I feel like they haven't taken care of us. But when they do when they do a solid like that, they should get credit for doing a solid like that. Yeah. Think about every other guy like me that had you know that problem. If they all got something like this... I mean, that's a pretty big commitment way to go CI. on their Way to, part. Way so, to yeah. make it up. So, yeah, way to go CI. So I uh, just wanted to make sure we shared that on the show because I thought that was uh, thought that was pretty cool of them. And I enjoyed that CI Legends A.J. Fernandez, too. <laughs> Is that where that Very came in? Nice. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so we want to welcome uh, to the program uh, our special guest for this show, uh, Jason Valentine from Yellow Rose mm-hmm. Distilling uh, from right here in our hometown of Houston, Texas. Jason, yeah, welcome. I appreciate it, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having me on. I'm always excited to come talk whiskey yes. and beer and everything well, else. Yes. Well, and we will ask you to talk beer with us a little sure, later on definitely. in the show. Look forward to it. But let's get right into Yellow Rose mm-hmm. now. How how long has this distillery been around? Well, we've been around. The, the idea of the company has been around about seven years. Okay, we started okay. in Pinehurst, which mm-hmm. you guys know is north of uh, just north of uh, Tomball, mm-hmm. right? And uh, really and then just you moved into into Houston like in the center of town, about right? three years ago. Okay, Correct. just not quite three years yet. And um, really, what, what it started off as three guys in a garage. Our three founders were neighbors and 
just if they, you know they come home from work and they go over to the one to uh, our master who ended up being our master distiller going over to his house hanging out they'd make some whiskey um some beer some wine you know just kind of screwing around and uh, one thing turned into another um and uh, they stayed really our outlaw bourbon was our first product okay mm-hmm. and they came out with that um, I think it was 2011. And then what happened from there was as we grew, we knew we needed to be, you know, we're stuck out with Pinehurst, right? We got to do something. We mm-hmm. got to get, you know, we can't get any visibility out there. And what we realized was the city of Houston in the city limits had no distilleries at all. And we realized that and we said, well, we could be the first. And that was a big deal. And it's a cool thing to be the first. Oh, yeah. To be yeah. the first was a huge deal. So sure. we moved in. We're in the Galleria area. We're in North Post Oak, just north of I-10. Mm-hmm. And um, we opened uh, opened our doors about three years ago. Um, three years in September, I believe, if I remember correctly. And um, we have a tasting room, bar, tours. You come in. You can you know, you pay like a cover, and you get to taste all the products we make, take a full <laughs> tour, see how we're making them. Um, and then you can sit at our bar and drink. Wow. And yeah. This what he's just described is what I like to think of as the American dream. Three that's, guys that's in beautiful. three yes. guys in their garage, yep. uh, you know, trying to trying to figure out how to really probably just make something that they would like, right? Sure, that's exactly what they were doing. It's how it starts, right. and yep. then it becomes the first mm-hmm. distillery in. Houston, inside the Houston and, and City I'll, And i tell you what, and, I, and, I, and I'm not just saying this because I work for him, but I've been in the business 15 years. And when I got the phone call that there was, you know, Mike, I was working for a distributor, mm-hmm. right, RNDC, and they said, um, hey, there's these guys making whiskey over in the Galleria. Go check it out. Right. And I said, okay. So I walk in, and it's four walls, and these three guys just sitting at a table. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, hell no. I'm like, no, this is, you know. And, and, um, and, and I go and I sit down, and they have these three products and the three that I brought today and and we start tasting them and I said you guys are on to something I said this is good good whiskey you're making great stuff and um so I went back and told my superiors yeah we need to pick these guys up and carry them because you know they're on to something mm-hmm. so good whiskey bad interior decoration uh, yeah horrible <laughs> yeah horrible <Gotcha. laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh, so yeah so you know and then of course one thing led to another they decided they wanted me and I came on board um shortly after that and um now though we're taking it to different levels okay so when you start a distillery there's several things first of all whiskey takes forever to make right, right. so um if you're going to age it a long time you got to have capital and you you're not you're not going to make a dime, right, right, for many years. So we did two things. First of all, we small batched our bourbon, which, you know, helped us age it quicker. It's not the same. Don't, you know, I'm not comparing a, a small batch one, eight, one year to a, you know, to a straight or to a four-year. I'm of not course, saying it's yeah. But you can get a lot of flavor, a lot of color, you as you get can a, see. You can get a very a, good product. Exactly, yes. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. But um, also, uh, you know, as you grow, uh, when you start, you have to, you know, as many people know, you have to source whiskey. It's just how it is because mm-hmm. we're not old enough to have a, a mature whiskey. We do. We've had things sitting this whole time, so trust me, we're gonna things are about to start. But in the, getting there, in the meantime, getting there, right? Yeah. You have to. So but you have to have it sitting there for four years for it to be four years exactly. old. Exactly. And so, in the yeah. meantime, you gotta make money, right? Right. right. So that's what we do. <laughs> Anyways, so um, our outlaw bourbon, okay, it's one hundred percent Texas corn. Okay, we get the corn from the Panhandle. All right, we're bringing it in. So this is grain to pot, as we like to say, meaning we made it from scratch by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes in, and um, uh, uh, we we distill it, we we uh, barrel it, and what happens? Each batch, which is about six hundred gallons or so, each batch mm-hmm. has different barrel sizes that range from three. It used to be even smaller, like two gallons, but really three gallons, five gallons. 10 gallons. Um, we, I think we have some 15s now. So each batch has that range. Now each barrel, okay, each size may be from a different um, uh, cooperage, 
Okay, so a different barreling company, um, and they and they sit for those are all going to be variables. Oh right? yeah. yeah, and so like the small barrel may only sit for six months, a larger one maybe for you know mm-hmm. eighteen months. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they're all put together. It's not a blend because it's the same batch. Right. A lot of people get confused right. between that. Right, right. It, it, as long as it's from the same batch, it's not considered a blended, blended. whiskey. Correct, right. and by law, of course, bourbon can't be anyways. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and we put all those together. Um, as you can see, and bourbon by law cannot have any additives, food coloring, or anything. Okay, mm-hmm. so what you see here is, is the, right, the come, actual is how it comes color. Out and I yeah. tell you what, if you ever have the chance, you guys got to come over. Tasting it right out of the barrel at about 115 proof. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, I don't know about that. Trust me, it's absolutely awesome. Now, let me ask you a question about uh, using the corn mm-hmm. uh, versus, like, say, the sour mash. Corn, corn, does it make? Does it make the whiskey sweeter? Is oh, that, definitely. Yeah, Go ahead. You can pour some. Let's have yeah. some because it's getting thirsty. Yeah. What, which one getting are you pouring here? This is Outlaw. Ian? Oh, wait. We'll this is the, the Outlaw one. bourbon. Oh. This and this is, is uh, the one I think that you guys are probably the best known for. Bottle Correct. number 214. Correct. Bottle nice. number 214. It is a, a big, in-your-face, nice. nice bourbon. Yes. All right. 92 proof. You're going to know it when you drink it. It's mm-hmm. And 100% corn, which is rare for a bourbon, right? You only see a few of them. I was going to say, right. that's that's why I was asking about the corn, because uh, it's so usually... By lo- well, by, by law, corn ha- uh, bourbon has to be 51% corn, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of the Kentucky guys, eh, they range anywhere between 60 to 75%. Is there a reason that they don't use a higher percentage of corn? Sure. Um, as you'll notice when you taste it, um, when they can put in some wheat and rye in there, mm-hmm. it mellows it out, makes it very more approachable. Okay, I that see. was not what we were doing. We're Texas distiller. You right? were you were calling the thing outlaw, so yeah. there's no reason yeah. to try to mellow it out. No, right? there's not. I mean, we're a Texas distiller. What do we do in Texas? We do everything bigger, right? Now, so that's uh, what we were trying. Uh, to I, I want to interrupt for a Good. second here. No, how fine. do you normally taste your whiskey? Okay, so this is how I do it. All right, first of all, you want to you want to smell it because you want to get everything with your mouth oh. open. Okay. Love it, love it. Let smell. it go. Yeah, let it circulate through. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if if you have a cold, right, and mm-hmm. you can't taste your food, right, right the senses mm-hmm. are connected. So I always encourage people open it, open your mouth, let it go through the senses, and that prepares takes it all the way for, through the palate. Yes, yep. take prepares for what you're about to taste. And that's how you got. And then take a sip, mm-hmm. and with this particular bourbon, with ours, I like to say give it a minute before your second sip because a lot goes on in a minute, and you're going to see that. You know, it's real. The corn's right up front. Yeah, boom, boom. Big corn, corn right up front. Right. Corn of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm even getting a little bit of uh, cinnamon. Uh, yes. Yeah. I was gonna, yeah. I was going to say fruit, but that's why I stopped because I was like, uh, it's not really fruit that I'm no, trying to describe. It, you it's think the it cinnamon. is? I hear a lot of people mm-hmm. say that. Right? You think mm-hmm. it is at first. Now, as this minute goes on, you sit there and you, it comes back to right. you. It's almost like it builds in the back of your throat. Once the initial sort of burn begins to die Correct. down, then the flavor sort of rolls back up. Yes, I yeah. love it. As I, I don't know. if Burn is the right word, though. It's well, heat. But heat. It's, it's, yeah, heat is it what I meant. Right. Yeah, it's, it's very like smooth. Burn sounds a little harsh. No, but <laughs> I, and, I, and, you know, I, I'll correct myself. I should have said heat because you're right. It's not like you don't – I mean, you can tell you're having, mm-hmm. you know, some whiskey here, but – it doesn't. It doesn't burn on its way down. It simply gives you that good. No, it's got. A, it's got a great heat. Now yeah, on so. the now on the second sip, I like to chew it. So feel free to chew it. You'll pick mm. up a lot more. Mm-hmm. You get more wood and stuff like that in there. See, I already smell more wood mm-hmm. than I did the first yeah. time. It's a complex bourbon. It really changes throughout your 
or you want to say your journey through the glass, I guess you could say. For for those of mm. you who don't do this regularly, chewing it means roll it around in your sure. mouth mm-hmm. a bit. Let it let it try it on different parts of your tongue mm-hmm. too. Right. You know, that's that's yeah. important. Not right down the center all the that time. That works with cigars too, by the way. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, it's interesting yes, how much like you'll pick up some of the bitter flavors on the outside edges of your tongue and things that you don't even expect if you just drink it straight. Isn't it funny that uh, I mean, funny may not be the right word, but isn't it interesting that the explosion in everything from craft brews to um, premium cigars to the kind of um, whiskeys that we're drinking here have really kind of expanded people's ability to taste. Oh, of course. You know, yeah. back in the days of like my grandfather, mm-hmm. they just shot the whiskey back. Yeah, you know, it right. was like it wasn't about tasting and flavor mm-hmm. so much as it was about. You know the warmth and the buzz, right? right? Exactly. And now there's a couple of those classic uh, whiskeys that yeah. really aren't that great tasting. They really don't have that so great of a flavor. I think You're that right. might have had something. <laughs> to hey, I, you know, I like to grab the wild turkey once in a while too, and just you know yeah. pour it back. <laughs> <laughs> Some so, of them don't rest so, on the tongue quite as gently, yeah, yeah. though. <laughs> it's kind of like the, it's kind of like that this with has, tequila. This know? has a great mouthfeel to it. It's got a little oiliness to it that uh, mm-hmm. um, that really it gives it a little viscousness. Um, I'll and say it. This is this is a delicious. It's a, a sipping whiskey, a mm-hmm. neat sipping whiskey. I some people you might like drop. I won't drop ice or water in mine. Mm-hmm. I, think I almost it, yeah. always drop at least uh, a cube of ice. Um, Speaking of, I have water for you, sir. If you want to, uh, try. I'm interested to how it opens up mm-hmm. with water. Yeah, not, and I don't care. I, I like my uh, I like mine just right, baby. I like it right out the barrel. <laughs> well, I you, I, I well, you were that. just mentioning that you liked it at what proof was 115, that? One fifteen, one seventeen. That's where whiskey should be drank. We right? have we have learned though that. <laughs> Uh, the addition of water, uh, while you know your, your sort of initial thing is, oh, I don't want to dilute my whiskey. Sometimes water just just a little bit just opens it up, and the flavors sure, adjust sure. and shift and make for a whole uh, different flavor experience. And now, and, see, I added a splash of water to mine, and now I taste a lot of that uh, almost sugar cane kind of flavor. I'm going to try just to touch, like it almost a brown it. sugar kind of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. vibe to it. That's it's from really that. Nice. It's from that char. We have a level three. It's char. really, really good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, it's great, great neat too. And you know, yeah. honestly, I don't generally drink just neat. I usually add like at least a sure. cube of ice. Most people do. And a lot of times, I like to add the cube of ice and then roll it around, roll the glass around in my hand until the ice not only melts but starts to warm back up a little mm-hmm. bit. As long as you don't put Coca Cola in my whiskey, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I swear you do that, where, man. You're done. You're not allowed in my distillery. You're out. No, you're out of here. No. Where did you guys? Uh, where do you guys get your barrels from? Well, we get them from um, a couple different places. There's a place called East Coast Barrels, um, Black Swan, Cooperage, um, and there's a local one. I have to forgive me. I can't remember the name. I'm not in the distillery too often. so. Um, but, yeah, we have three or four different places we get them, and, and from different parts of the country, too. So you're getting different American. They keep you out and hopping, huh? Oh, yeah. All right. So yeah. we're yeah. going to come back for segment three sure. and uh, try, because he has brought several oh, yeah, we'll other, taste them all. other things. Yeah. So we'll uh, so we'll try this. But I have to say, I'm really kind of glad that we gave this outlaw its own uh, its own segment because it's it's definitely worth this. This is really yes a wonderful sipping whiskey. Thank you. Very very nice. Very smoking and toasting. Uh, Jason Valentine from Yellow Rose Distilling is with us, and we'll be right back. Dude, I am uh, still enjoying. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. I'm still enjoying this whiskey, and now the cinnamon 
Yeah, it's like so it just it's right almost like there. the note that really hits mm-hmm. you the hardest. Right. I love it. I it's also wanted to point out we didn't get to mention it, but the color of that uh, whiskey is just oh, gorgeous. It's, it's like is a it? deep it's, red. It's yes. almost got like a ruby red. Yeah, it's really uh, beautiful. Tinge to it, I love it. Yeah, love that's, that color. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, yeah, very, very impressive whiskey. Be, before the water's added to it to uh, bring it down ninety two, it's even darker than that. It's now on a slightly lighter side, we're about to try the Yellow Rose blended whiskey. Correct. So tell me about this blended whiskey. Right, what's, so it, what's, a, what's it blended from? Um, it's a it's a Canadian style blend, is what we like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a blend of three things: bourbon. It's actually forty percent bourbon. That's where the complexity comes okay. from. Okay, um, and then it's a one year whiskey, and then whiskey distillate, which is leftover whiskey on our still. Okay, a lot of brands, as you guys may know, use grain neutral spirit GNS, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they mix vodka into their into their whiskey. Mm-hmm. Well, because there's no flavor of its own. Exactly. Really. So what we decided to do, we're, we weren't going to go that route. We're Sound go effect pause. Okay. Oh, nice. There it is. <laughs> so what we decided to do was add more whiskey to our whiskey. Why put vodka in it? We can just add more whiskey. So that it has, seems to make a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's um, whiskey distillate, which is leftover. Um, it is a blend, so we do add a little sugar to it and mm-hmm. some uh, coloring. And that's it. Um, that's the blend of whiskey. It is our our more, our more popular. That's because it's a cheaper uh, retail price. So right, it's one of these things that the price point m- helps to make it one of your more popular uh, correct, products. Correct, correct, yeah, and it's easier. And it, 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 it appeals to the. That's masses. why we have that price versus quality scale. And if we Pretty haven't explained yeah. it to you, number five on a play, price versus quality scale is you're getting exactly what you pay for. Sure. Mm-hmm. If you go below five, you should have paid less. If you go above five, be glad you didn't. Right, there you go, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, uh, so this is the blended whiskey, Correct. and is this is the name of this just uh, yellow rose blended yellow whiskey. rose blended whiskey? Correct. Okay, yellow rose blended. And this is much sweeter than your outlaw bourbon. Mm-hmm. Correct. What's the what's the mm-hmm. price point on a bottle? Uh, Seven fifty. Thirty one ninety nine. Okay, you mm-hmm. can get you can get one seven five for um, uh, forty nine ninety nine. I can see this doing well in mixes as well. Oh, of course, like, right. big oh, time. It's got a big round sweetness to it. Already thinking about old fashions here. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's good. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty drinkable. Um, but you're you're so right, Ian, about the sweetness. The it's sweetness is way up. It's too much that. for me personally. Mm-hmm. But right, it is a lot sweet. I don't think me, that like I don't think this would be one of my favorites to drink straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be something maybe with a uh, like a whiskey soda or something like Definitely. that would be really nice. That's what you, you know? see people doing with I it. Like right, that. right. I like that. Uh, but uh, if it's well made and it blends well, that's also you got to have a blend of whiskey. You just have to. And <laughs> the price point of this, especially would you say Texas. around thirty, is it's about right? yeah, thirty to thirty two, depending 30 where you get it. Right. Yep. Yep. As opposed to the outlaw, that's about a fifty four, fifty five dollar bottle. And well, that outlaw say, tastes like it though. Worth every yeah. penny. Yeah, yeah, worth yeah every it's, penny. it's very expensive to make. Um, <laughs> so let's uh, uh, one of the uh, requirements uh, for coming on the show and, and being able to talk about your yes. product, which by the way we. Hugely appreciate. Thank you so yeah, much no for problem. being here. But one of the requirements is that you then also have to help us taste the other things that we're tasting. Oh, it's darn. our way of taking you down to our level. That's right. <laughs> Guys, exactly I'm not sure. Right. Uh, okay. Exactly all right, right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we're going to taste our first beer, and this is. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Ian. That was uh, spectacular. Perfect. Uh, this is the uh, Bakefish. That's how we've chosen to pronounce it. The Bakefish Brewing Company, all y'all golden ale. Bakefish Brewing is from. Um, uh, they're from Pearland, from Pearland, Texas, which is just, you know, about a half an hour south of where our studio is uh, here in the greater Houston area. And we know the show's heard all over the world, so I, I like to, you know, like to be able to, you know, yeah. sort of explain those things. And because the show's heard all over the world, I thought I should probably um, get into the significance of the name of this beer, which is All Y'all. Now, Y'all, as you know, is a uniquely 
Texas. Well, I think of it as a uniquely it's a Texas. Texas. It's, a, it's a contraction of you yes. and all, by you the way. You and all, right. Instead of as saying, an inclusive. Instead of saying you all, y'all is uh, the way that it's said in Texas and a few other states. But I thought I would go through the different distillations, if I may use that word, of y'all because they can mean different things depending on how they're used. The word y'all, I believe, is plural. It's like if someone, it, it means like two people. If someone were to say, for example, to Ian and me, y'all need to rename your show. Our lame-ass website and doily-making company is using a similar name already. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a, a, a usage of the word y'all that would be a that correct would be, usage. That would right? be, but it would sound very strange coming from someone in California. Well, it would, but go with me here because this, this still makes the example. <laughs> noted, noted. If you're going to say- You have to have the draw on it, too, y'all. If, if it's more than two, then you move to the title of this beer, which is all y'all. Oh, yeah. right? So it's not just plural, it's more than plural. To a group, uh, you might say something like, all y'all here in Southern California know we make some bitchin' doilies, and we had the vaguely similar <laughs> name first. Right? That's how you might use all y'all oh, wow. in a sentence, right? Wow. wow. Uh, and then there's y'all. I sense much bitterness in this one. <laughs> <laughs> then there's y'alls, which is uh, a word with two apostrophes in it because yes. it's Y apostrophe A L L apostrophe S, and this is possessive. So it's like y'all. So for example, you might say to anyone, "Y'all's vaguely similar name is making me so mad. I'm messing up this doily that I'm trying to knit." And then finally, if you use all of them together, it shows that you are a very skilled oh, linguist. Oh my god! In the form of comes, Here it comes. And you might say something oh, hold like, on, wait, "Hold on, wait a second. I need one of these. Hold on." You might say something like, "Y'all better stop calling y'all's show that name, or we're going to take a break from making doilies and come to Texas to administer an ass kicking to all y'all." <laughs> so. So there you go. Those that's my that takes uh, talent right there. Uh, Brilliant, my friends. And right. no, I was not drinking when I wrote that. <laughs> Actually, yes, I was. But that's beside the point. And uh, all right. So with all that said, let's try okay, this. So all, also, also, y'all sounds kind of quaint anywhere that's not in Texas. That's really just the way oh, we speak. That's right. And I will tell you, by the way, having lived uh, all over the country nice. personally in California, they do not say y'all. They say you guys. And right. in, uh, in on the East Coast, they say you guys or even use guys. Yuns. Guys. Yuns. And Yuns is northern yeah, like, Yuns. Minnesota yeah. area. Like, yes. like Which that. I think, does that have a contraction? Y-U-N-S? I Yuns. think so. If you'd like, I'll write a piece on Yuns yeah. for next week. So. <laughs> well, how about you so, guys get us to taste some back beer, to the y'all. Back to the yeah. uh, baked fish. Uh, back I to the baked smell. Fish. Uh, the, this is the, a very nice smelling beer, actually. It's got like orange and a little maybe uh, tangerine kind of smell to it. I haven't even tried it yet. It is very... Um, very citrusy, which is actually not what I was expecting uh, from a golden ale. I was expecting more that sort of classic blonde or golden ale uh, sort of flavor, and this is more citrusy. Now, I, I, some people don't like the citrusy beers. I, I kind of do as long as it's in balance. This, you know, uh, as a golden ale, it's interesting because it tastes mm-hmm. more like an IPA without the hop front. That's a good way to describe it. You know, it's because it's not real hop front, but it's got a little hop mm-hmm. in the middle, and it's got definitely a malty kind of finish, which a golden ale should have. It's, but it's it's way citrusy up front, it's like it's citrus front. Definitely sessionable. I mean, honey. I get honey. I get lots of honey. Oh, yeah. lots of there honey, yes, especially after we had the whiskey yeah. there. Yeah. Definitely lots yeah. of honey. Yeah, and we're going to return. By the way, we have uh, at least one more whiskey to try here, uh, plus a couple of a uh, couple of beers still left on the show. But uh, overall, I would say I like this. I don't know if it would be my I don't know if it'd be my go-to, but I'd, I'd definitely enjoy like 
sampling this out. It is springtime. This is the right kind of beer for, you know, for the spring. That sort of uh, uh, light and refreshing sort of vibe. By the pool. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, by the pool. And, uh, of course, in the non-spring light and refle- refreshing area, we will be also sampling the Boulevard Brewing Barrel-Aged Bourbon Barrel Quad, which mm. is really fun to say and even more fun, I'm guessing, <laughs> to drink, but I haven't tried it. We need to come up with a chant. That plus the St. Arnold Pleasantly Tart <laughs> Raspberry AF and uh, more excellent whiskey I am expecting uh, from Yellow Rose Distilling. Coming up, it's smoking and Toasting. Suffers. Oh, awesome. By the way, for anybody in the Houston area, and I'm just a huge fan of this band, so I wanted to mention, they're doing a show this summer at the Big Amphitheater, which I don't usually like to make the drive to, but they're playing with the Houston Symphony. So it's going to be awesome. So uh, look it up online, find your tickets, go and uh, support great music, The Suffers, and... uh, uh, there you go. That's that's my plug. Um, welcome back to Smoking and Toasting, and uh, we are so glad to have Jason from Yellow Rose Distilling joining us for this segment. And uh, wanted to mention that uh, yet another airline has ended their flights to Cuba. Uh, when the Cuba uh, air uh, travel restriction was lifted, a whole bunch of airlines uh, jumped in and uh, did flights to Cuba, and basically they haven't been nearly as much in demand as expected, or they, you know, they did these things without research of knowing what to expect, and so now Spirit Airlines has announced they'll be ending their air service about, to Havana beginning in June. I'm so. about to do this in the worst taste possible. We're mm-hmm. about to enter the Cuban airline crisis. Wow, <laughs> wow, that is the worst. <laughs> taste is, that, is that too soon? So <laughs> <laughs> what did I just do? You know what I think? I, I was I was thinking about this because <laughs> nice. several different uh, air carriers have either cut back or eliminated their service to Cuba. Number one, I think probably more of them jumped in than they should have. But here's what I'm wondering. Is this because the ability to get Cuban cigars is no longer as big of a deal as it used to be because of how much better cigars from Nicaragua and and uh, the Dominican Republic and uh, and Honduras have become. In, in other words, I'm wondering, like, uh, uh, just as a cigar consumer, myself, I mean, if you bring me back a Cuban, or I, I brought you a Cuban from my uh, uh, vacation in Mexico, it's like, yes. oh, cool, cool gift, and it'll be wonderful and it'll be delicious. But I'm not thinking, God, I really got to buy a plane ticket to Cuba so I can come back with a couple of boxes so, of really expensive. Cuban cigars. Cuban cigars. Here's the thing. Uh, Cubans make great cigars. We know this. Yeah. We all know this. But the problem is it's hit mythological proportions, much like German beer in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You have to go to Germany to get good beer. We make way more beer mm-hmm. and way many more kinds of beer than Germany does mm-hmm. right now. That's so right. where do you go to get good beer? Do you have to go to Germany? No. You can get many German styles made here that are fantastic. Well, I think the same thing has kind of happened in... Uh, in the cigar industry, and people also realize that Cubans make great cigars, but they also make some mediocre cigars, too. That's exactly right. You know? Just because it's from Cuba doesn't right. mean it's going to be uh, great. And I've had right. some Nicaraguan and Honduran and even Dominican cigars that can totally give the Cubans a run for their money. Well, and made in Cuba as an umbrella, mm-hmm. it generally means, okay, it's at least this good. But the truth is, like, uh, put that up against a 45 anniversary Padron. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And I, there's a lot of great cigars out there. Don't get me wrong. But like I said, Cubans make great cigars, and they make mediocre cigars, too. So just you remember, like everybody else. So you remember when you and I got together and smoked the uh, Opus X? Yes. 
I'd put that up against any Cuban. I would. I would put that up against any Cuban I've had. Yeah. Yes. So, and, and you know, I'm sure we'll get some hate mail on this, but it's okay because I want mail of any kind. So I hate, mail, hate mail. I I'd even junk mail would be okay. In junk, fact, junk if you'd like to, if you'd mail. like to spam us about, uh, you know, pills that I can take to increase the size of my manhood, go ahead. I just want email. So any. Uh, yeah, that would be fine. So we're desperate here. Um, Jason from Yellow Rose uh, distilling is with us, and he's brought us a couple of. Uh, a really great uh, whiskeys. We of course are united in our liking of the first one, the best, correct. which was the outlaw. That was, uh, that was that was really really good. So it's Yellow Rose, Outlaw, and now you got one more that you want us to try. Correct. Tell it's, us about it's, this. It's the Rye. Okay. Okay. And, cool. um, we make, as you can see, there's awards uh, ratings well, on each bottle. I was going to ask you correct. about that. Right. You guys, I looked on the website. You guys have won a lot of awards. Correct. And 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 the ratings. So anything above a ninety is just. Great. And, the, and we have a 94, both uh, the Outlaw and the Blender 94s, but the Rise are most highly rated at 96. That's crazy. So so I want to ask you about this sure. because this isn't like Joe's Whiskey Awards. I mean, these are like major Correct. major awards, and you guys are competing with everybody out mm-hmm. there who's making uh, whiskey. Like, seriously? That's yeah. that's huge. You, you Is your arm tired from patting yourself on the back? Because <laughs> mine would be. Like, that's huge. Well, we're, not there, we're not there yet. We're not patting yeah. ourselves on the back yet. we got a long ways to go. Well, that's but, great, But though. we're off to a great start, and we're doing everything we can. So, so. the rye is actually your highest rated Correct. from the rye is from the competition. incredibly popular right now. That's yes, it is. That's, that's why we started, really making, popular, we started yeah. making a rye because of that reason. Let me, let, me, let me preface this real quick with... So it's a produced product by us, which means it is our own product. However, mm-hmm. we do not distill grain to pot. You source some right, of the- Right, because uh, yeah. uh, rye is a northern grain. It doesn't like Texas. You bring it in Houston, you know what rye does, and you get it to Houston, it rots because of the humidity. It doesn't, humidity, it's a northern humidity, right. Mm-hmm. So, right, so we buy, our, you know, we buy our rye, and then we bring it in. But now, however, we do blend it, barrel it, age it, and, and, and it's our own expression. Mm-hmm. However, as of recent, we've discovered that there is a, 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 a rye hybrid that's growing in Texas. Starting this year, we are going to start distilling our own rye. Okay, we're, matter of fact, we're going to start distilling several products from all Texas grain. This is right. interesting. So homegrown and Home all grown. the way. So, up. so our corn, our outlaw, is Texas corn, right? Right. Well, um, you know, we want to be as Texas as possible. And what we've realized is that there's a lot of different grains growing in Texas you can make great whiskey out of. And we're going to start purchasing those and going grain to pot on just about everything. So what this is like then, tell me if this is accurate, sure. is uh, the way you make the rye now, for example. Okay. It's kind of like you've got a master chef, mm-hmm. and he's using ingredients from the surrounding area as well as some that he thinks are really, really good that get shipped to him from yeah, someplace exactly. that's else. A, that's a good analogy, right? yes. yes. But... In the very near future, he's going to be able to source everything locally. Correct. Or in this case, you know, statewide uh, for Texas, right? You're going to be able to source this rye from Texas. So, assuming this rye is as good as you hope mm-hmm. and works the way you hope, you'll have an even more uh, organic product. I don't know if sure. that's the right word. No, it's very. But, it, but more, it's like local right. honey, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, this outlaw, that's an, that's a, that's an agricultural product, right. as is our single malt. Right, okay. it's all so, from Texas. Exactly. So, I mean, now the single, now the the the, the grain. You're going to have to come back with the single malt. Yeah, I'll come back with it. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so back to the rye. So this is a great rye. It's not overly peppery. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a sweeter rye. Um, again, taste it, smell it, just uh, uh, sifted. This is. Uh, I have been. You guys okay. have been yeah, talking sorry. a lot. Yep, yep. And, which talking takes up a lot of uh, whiskey. Of room, drinking so, time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I've what been sitting think? here drinking this, and this what is delicious. Think, this yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. This, this is, is a great rye. 
Um, it's got a little bit of that pepperiness. It's got a little more heat on the back of it. It it's is not proof. It is not proof. And so it's, it's but it's a good way. Like this is the kind of thing that will warm you up and make you feel good about it. And what is the outlaw? What yeah. proof is the outlaw? Ninety two. Ninety two right. and ninety for the rye. Ninety for the rye. Yeah, this right. is delicious. Um mm. it's also got a little bit of that Christmas that you get from the rye. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and a little bit of honey. I taste I taste sure. Yeah, honey. you get honey, honey especially on the you. on the finish, I get the honey. Yes. Yeah, this is uh makes a great Manhattan, old fashioned. Oh, um, oh, I bet it's yeah. it's great straight. We're drinking yeah. this neat, which is basically yeah. no I, I like it on the rocks personally. At home, this no is what water, I drink no nothing. I am gonna pour in just a little water to see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I was gonna say that should open this but, up real nicely. Um pour me a little there, bud. Thank you. But at at uh at this point in time, just straight. It's very good. Mm, very mm. good. Thank you. Great ride. Now, on another note, just so you guys know, another thing we're doing, and um, I didn't bring it with me, but we do have um, we have specialty products, okay, uh, mm-hmm. a- allocated products. So we have a bourbon that we finish in port barrels. It's called our premium bourbon. It's yeah, I was reading, hugely, yes, reading about this on your website. Yes. yes, I love port finish. It is absolutely awesome. And as soon as we have more bottled up, um, we, I told you earlier we had a glass problem, mm-hmm. but as soon as we have more bottled up, which will be this week, I'm bringing you guys some. you got to have it. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. We also, so what we do is we have a yellow rose honey, um, I'm sorry, yellow rose maple syrup. Mm-hmm. And you can buy it at the distillery. Okay? That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it's maple syrup. It tastes like bourbon. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I love that. It's awesome. So anyway. didn't say it tastes like chicken. So, <laughs> so what we do is we ship, we, we, we send our, our bourbon barrels to a, a, a maple syrup maker. He ages the maple syrup in the barrels. Then he sends them back to us, okay? One day, we're sitting in there and we see all these uh, we have all these barrels in the corner, and they've got maple syrup residue in them. And we're like, what are we going to do? So we decided to pour our rye into them, okay? And we mm-hmm. let that sit for three months. It's a maple-finished rye. Now, it is not a maple product, okay? Don't get me wrong. Don't don't think crown on me here. Mm-hmm. No offense to crown, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's not a maple. It's a maple finish. Right. It is also highly – it's a it's a very, very good rye. It, what the maple does – you know how kind of rye gets in – you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. sharp. It gets right, in the back. Right, right. right. It rounds it off. You taste that at the very, very back corners of your tongue, almost right, in your exactly. throat. Right, and, right. And another uh, allocated product we do. So we do a lot of interesting things. Over Ian, there. before you do that, bear, 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 your bear. your call. Which do you like better, the rye or the outlaw? Oh, uh, I don't really know. I think the rye for for definitely for uh, like mixing and making good mixed drinks. Mm-hmm. The the outlaw the on outlaw. its own oh, is straight man. up, and, and the rye is good on its own as well. But I think that that make would make like some of the better old fashions and some of the better uh, uh, mixed like sure. uh, especially old style mixed drinks too, because that tastes like what you know what should be in those drinks. We've got just a moment left in this segment. Why don't we at least start with the tasting of our next Let's beer. get the sound effect mm-hmm. in anyway. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we can pour during the break and taste at the top of the next one. Now, this is a really unique beer. It's St. Arnold's Pleasantly Tart Raspberry AF. If you don't know what AF means, use your imagination. You should be able to figure that out. It uh, looks like a total frou-frou drink, by the, the way, when you pour it. Love the It's can. their way of it's saying <laughs> it's very raspberry. Yeah, it's like a picnic. Picnic basket with the saint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's a little backstory to this, and uh, I think we have just enough time for me to tell it, and then we'll give our reactions to the beer uh, opening in the next segment. So uh, very early in uh, the show, Ian, back when we had another name, which now... Uh, is only about doilies. Um, I, we never had another name. I know nothing. Uh, we had uh, we had a beer. I think I brought it in. It was a bomber of St. Arnold 
boiler room, and it was a very tart That's Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss, yeah, yes. it was delicious. And Amazing. wow, we both liked it. We raved about it. I would buy it any chance I could find it. They'd occasionally be out of it where it I shop. It was $5 for a bomber. $5 for a bomber. And it was, it was amazing. And it was really, really good. And you're looking at other bombers sitting there selling for, you know, some $12, $14, $15 mm-hmm. or more. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm taking this. So it's now off the market, but it has returned with a raspberry infusion. And that's what the Raspberry AF is. And we will uh, taste it coming up next on our final segment on Smoking and Toasting. On the beach in Hawaii. I will tell you, I'm craving beach so much right now, I'll take Galveston. Like, it didn't even have to be Hawaii. It didn't even have to be Hawaii. I need <laughs> I need to hear the waves. Welcome back. Uh, smoking and Toasting, it's so nice to have you guys on board. And so nice to have uh, Jason Valentine uh, Thank you. Uh, from Yellow Rose Distilling. Uh, Jason, you have brought us some fine, fine whiskeys here. And we are uh, trying to return the favor by uh, by tasting some some different brews here with you. So. I appreciate it. Uh, so in the last segment, we talked about this... Uh, this <laughs> The St. Arnold Pleasantly Tart Raspberry AF. You figure it out. Um, it's this is raspberry as, as can be. As can be, yes. <laughs> Ra- raspberry as finally we wanted it to be. Uh, that's right. Uh, so, um, uh, But this is basically their Berliner Weiss, the boiler room, with the raspberry infusion. And I have to say, at first I thought this was a terrible idea. So this beer looks like a silly, like, Spritzer or something. Yes, it does. It looks Barles like and James. Remember yeah, Barles yeah and James. it That's looks what, yeah. like. <laughs> it looks like. Remember that like like, like uh, <laughs> Not Country Quencher. What's the what's the the red colored one? But uh, yeah. Orange Jubilee. Orange Jubilee. Orange Jubilee. There Orange Jubilee. Jubilee. <laughs> and any of you of a certain age are going to know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I have to tell you, I love this. It does. It is delicious. It doesn't taste like a Zima. You know, <laughs> Zima. Well, that's because you didn't put the Jolly Rancher down. Oh, in the Zima. see, that's right. no, I agree. And I'll just say this: when I first, well, Joey, uh, our friend from Specs, was uh-huh. in uh, and talked to us about this beer on the last show that he was a guest on. It's been seven or eight shows ago. Well, we just randomly complained that we can't find the Berliner Weiss anymore. Couldn't find the boiler room. Yes, and he said, "Oh, it's off the market, but it's coming back." And they're adding raspberry, and I'm like, "No, no, say it this seems is so. Weird. It seems so wrong." I was against the whole idea, but I have to tell you, and and you know, full disclosure, Ian and I are not trying this for the first time because he brought a six of this over to the house. I've been drinking this all week, and it you know it was one of those things where on the first taste I was like, yeah, I get it, I like it. After a couple of these, I was like, I love this. Like this is just as refreshing and delicious a spring beer as you can I ever seriously want. this stuff is so good I want to take a couple fingers and dip it in and put it on the side of my neck <laughs> and I'll have like hummingbees sit or hummingbirds sitting on my uh, shoulder from now on um, <laughs> it really is good like it's so weird because it's so bizarre compared to a lot of beers that I like but it, now, it just this particular one works so well now Jason you were telling me you're not a huge fan of the uh, of the, of the tart like or sour beers but uh but but is this something that you would consider? You know what? You're you're absolutely right. It grows on you. No, yeah. I'm I'm not a huge fan of them, mm-hmm. but um, this one's definitely growing on me. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The boys from St. Arnold just 
they kind of have their act together. They know what they're doing. They For really sure. do. They know what they're doing. Darn. They really like do. he's done already. Is yeah, this one yeah. supposed to be Bobby's or did I get two? Uh, that one's supposed to be Bobby's. But, oh. um, Bobby, my apologies. I'll pass yeah. that along. <laughs> I uh, normally <laughs> normally try to do that on time. But, uh, uh, you know, so this is uh, our final segment of the show. And I always say the show winds up being too short every time we have a guest, particularly a guest who brings goodies. And, uh, and Jason has definitely brought goodies. Now, we've tasted your... You know your bombshells. I think the Correct. rye and yeah. the our uh, craft and product, yes, right? yeah, yeah. You're, you got two top line things. You've got one right under the top line, mm-hmm. and then you've got caliber, a new caliber, caliber Texas loaded whiskey. Okay, so we um, we realized that you know with our craft products we were missing a segment of the population, primarily the millennials mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. people who who aren't used to drinking whiskey yet. So we wanted and to let give me them just, an introduction to whiskey. Go ahead. Let me just clarify: sure. drinking age, legal drinking age. Of millennials. course, yes, of course, yes. And millennials like to do shots, especially flavored shots. Exactly. The flavors stuff is a big deal right. with millennials. Yep. You're right. right, and I'm sure that had something to do with why St. Arnold decided to go raspberry with sure the uh, with yes. the Berliner Weiss. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, we came out with Caliber. Uh, Texas loaded, so um, definitely a Texas brand. Caliber, the name, everything. So we have we have interesting flavors. These are two main flavors, right? We we also have a honey, and we have a classic, which is like a vanilla, um, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. classic whiskey. But these are, are um, um, the ones that are fun. So the first one, or I'm sorry, the first one is the apple cinnamon. Okay, and that so is this one, apple right? cinnamon. Uh, no, the lighter one. The lighter one. Oh, right. the okay. lighter one. So yes. now you have to shoot it. You can't just sip it. Okay, this, this is isn't an outlaw. This ain't I'm your so, sipping I mean, whiskey. Pour boy. it back, baby. I'm, Come I'm on. so not used to this. <laughs> so. <laughs> pour it back. <laughs> right. it's Three, two, one, and cheers, and everybody! I'm in college again, and here we That's go. right, drinking cheers. age in yep. college. Here we go. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. That, sir, is aptly named apple cinnamon <laughs> exactly. flavored whiskey. Can I just say though, that's a great shot. Correct. That's a that's great what it's meant to be. Shot. Exactly. You're like right. That, that tosses back with a quickness. And you're right. Uh, if you were you sipping even, this, you, know, you wouldn't be as impressed. All right. But like you shoot it and then you let that flavor waft back up, you know, that's that's you know that kind of apple pie flavor like after you It's just very apple exactly pie. It's kind of yes. lingering yes. in there. It has it has that baking spice kind of thing yep. to it too, yeah. And, and then I just chased it with a little sip of the raspberry AF oh, and that That's a actually, shot in a beer. Shot that actually beer, works yeah. really well. I the raspberry AF. I'm totally Oh, you know what? I have another can of the raspberry in here. No, no, I got Let's you guys need some. Yeah, I need some because here we go. Here we go. We're going to have a Party, right? we, we got him, we got him hooked. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I'm like, hey, can I just come every day and sit in the corner? Yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> One of the things we say to our guests, you are always welcome. In right. fact, if you're if you're up for it, we might invite you back not only to come and bring more of your products, but also invite you back specifically for our light beer blind taste test. Oh, that'd be great. Because I think we need good palates and different. Bring that me would, on. That would be that. fun. Bring me that on. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So real quick, the second one is the uh, the dark cherry. Now a lot of people do put this on the rocks and sip it, but go ahead and shoot it. This is, tastes just like a chocolate covered cherry. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Here, here's the here's the oh, here's the toast. That. I can smell here's that. the toast. You all suck. Right. I rule. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> just took everybody okay. back to college. I am I'm so in college right now. Oh my god, I have midterms. Oh, <laughs> right. That is our most popular flavor, also. Wow. That is cherry AF. When you are saying chocolate-covered <laughs> yeah. cherry, you're not kidding. No. Wow. Yeah. You know what? You ever notice a lot of cherry-flavored stuff tastes like cough medicine, right? You right. know that cordials that you get? This yes. does not, though, taste like cough no, medicine. No, because you had the chocolate flavor in there. Wow, you're so right. And so you know what this reminds me of? It's like, like um, 
because I okay I, I'm trying to make out like I haven't done shots since I was in college but <laughs> you know you have a handle fireball in your face uh, you don't know, lie. <laughs> I, I, have, I have lots of musician friends and we've been out drinking uh-huh. fireball shots uh-huh. and, uh, but that's kind of what this reminds me of is like right. you know it's that whiskey with a little bit of you know that flavoring to it although it's a very different flavor it's got fireball, the sticky sweet to it yeah, yeah it literally tastes like you know when you get those uh, 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 those those uh, liquor filled Liqueur filled chocolates. Mm. It literally uh, tastes like that, but it's a shot. I actually could have used this last weekend because I had some friends in from San Francisco. Wound up with a group of like twelve. We were supposed to be a group of four. Was a group of twelve at my house, and I was making cocktails as fast as I could and uh, pouring beer and wine and like the whole thing. Like this would have this would have taken care of it. Like I could have just I could have just taken either one of these and poured them into shot glasses and said, "Let's go." You know, and that would have that would have made the party. By the way, what is this? We're going to try. This is our final beer. Nice. This is the uh, the Boulevard Brewing Barrel Aged Bourbon Barrel Quad. Perfect. And Ian, while you're opening, I that, need you to say that three times fast for me. All right, here we go. Boulevard Brewing Barrel Aged Bourbon Barrel Quad. Boulevard Brewing Bourbon Aged. Oh, see, I already screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> now we should have done this before the shots. Of, <laughs> right. uh, I could have pulled that off. Uh, I will tell you while you're while you're pouring that that uh, I did have a, a group of, uh, of friends over this weekend. And it was Thank it was you. pretty it was pretty out of hand, and I actually was. Uh, I actually made a cocktail. Like I kind of uh, uh, researched a cocktail and decided to make it, and it went over great. I was so impressed because I'm, I'm trying to learn. My goal is to learn one new cocktail like every quarter and learn how to make it really, really well so that it comes out great and everybody goes, oh wow, that's awesome. Mm. And so I made this uh, cocktail. It was. Um, <clears throat> Let me see if I can remember what I put in this thing. I should have told you about the cocktail before these shots too. Uh, it was uh, uh, no, it was it was really uh, really good. It was did it have uh, ice. It did have ice. Did it have, what kind of liquor did you have? Uh, that's what I'm trying to remember is what the liquor was that I put. Quantro. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was really really good. It was a, a grapefruit vodka. Oh, I used deep eddy grapefruit vodka. Great. And I used a uh, about two thirds that. And a uh, little bit of Topo Chico and a little bit of lemonade. Uh, I, I mixed the vodka and the lemonade, shook it like a martini, poured it into a glass, then added the Topo Chico and a couple leaves of mint. You know, I'm going to come home. I My gotta, wife's going to have. I got to tell you, it, it was delicious, and everybody was raving about it. it was you know really what is good. delicious? The Boulevard. Uh, let's see if you can do it. Barrel aged bourbon barrel quad. The oh, Boulevard yeah. barrel aged bourbon barrel quad. The Boulevard. Barrel aged bourbon barrel See, quad. You're, uh, you're leaving out a B. You're leaving out a, I don't know. <laughs> and you left out a word. It's Boulevard Brewing oh. Barrel Aged Bourbon Barrel Quad. Wah, wah, wah. Hold on. But Ian, give us your give us your take on this because this is really um, your territory. You're the guy that really knows this is delicious. This uh, this better. I actually bought this two months ago. And have been uh, saving it to bring in for you, but we've this had so delicious. many other beers. This uh, is beers. dark, malty molasses mm. uh, with that bear, the 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 um, vanilla and that's really delicious. You know, like those flavors from the barrel is just a. fantastic. What I will tell you what is, you, that, what are you getting out of there? Cherry, you get cherry, cherry, and it's it's complex. It's a great beer. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's very complex. Mm-hmm. That's um, great. Do they tell you what uh, what uh, bourbon they use? What bourbon barrel? Uh, let me no. see. Sometimes they no, do. it no. doesn't. It doesn't say here. We might be able to find. 
Boulevard, the Boulevard makes something called the Six Glass too. Yeah. That is brilliant. Yeah. If you've ever had that, they are from yes. they're from Kansas the, the, City. It comes in the seven fifty. They right? actually yeah. they actually yeah. made it in smaller four like four packs now. Yeah, I need to go brilliant. get those. Yeah, I love I can, the Six Glass. I can tell you this about it though, guys. Eleven point eight ABV. There you have it. Yeah, drink nine. <laughs> you got any more in there? Let's do this. <laughs> Actually, there is a little more. Let's pass that What's over. Today, is today uh, Tuesday. It's Jason, Tuesday, right? uh, it's it's yeah. Of course it is. Uh, <laughs> Jason Valentine from Yellow Rose Distilling. Thank hey, you guys, this has been a lot of fun, man. Thank I you. loved it. Thank you guys. Thank so you much. so much for yep. coming on. And Anytime. Uh, uh, you were officially invited back, and we'll talk about the. Uh, uh, you're invited back on your own, and then we'll talk about the light beer uh, tasting. Let's do it. I'm thinking we want to put a little mini panel together for that. That'd that sounds be great. great. You and me and a couple yeah. of guests, yeah. and then uh, Bobby like sets it all up for us, and off we go. All right, have a great week, my friends. Thank you for joining us for show number 37. Lots to come in number 38. Do not miss next week's show. Have a great weekend. Uh, Cheers. This is Radio Brave. Keep listening. It gets even better. Now let's do it up. Radio Brave.